We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2021. Today's show, it is game day. Gamecocks traveling to Gainesville, Florida, to take on the Florida Gators. I will break down the game in its entirety, top storylines, Florida players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, much more from there as well. Also, it is National Signing Day. I'll break down everything you need to know here on this National Signing Day as Shane Beamer wraps up his first class in Columbia, South Carolina. Also, tons of news and notes to get into, guys. we got a packed show here on a Wednesday. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and guys, everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group. And of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website today, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Happy hump day. Hope you're all doing well here on this Wednesday. I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show as always. You know what's funny? I have people ask me from time to time, Chris, do you, do you ever get burnt out? You know, you do a podcast every single day, Monday through Friday, and you guys know most shows don't do that, right? 
But people will ask me just throughout my daily life, whatever, my personal life, do you, do you get burnt out? Do you run out of things to talk about? Does it ever get like, does it ever get old, I guess, like doing the show day after day after day? And it's so funny as I sat down to, uh, to put together the notes for this show today here on this Wednesday, I thought to myself, there is no way I could ever get tired of doing it or feel like we don't have a ton to talk about. I don't know if it's just because of South Carolina and the drama that we seem to have as a program and as a fan base or just the fact it's college athletics or what have you. But I'm sitting here adding notes for this for this show today and everything that's going on today and has gone on in the last 24 hours or so. And it's like, oh, got to add this in there. Oh, got to add this in there. Got to add that in there. Got to add that in there. And it's such a blessing, to be honest, because I'm like, there is never – I don't remember the last time we sat down for a show – and there was just, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? There's just nothing to talk about. It truly is a blessing. Things continue to come up day after day after day, especially when you think of South Carolina with its football coach and its staff and the basketball team and baseball coming up. It truly, truly is a blessing. So to those who may wonder that question, by the way, or those who have asked me in my past, Chris, do you ever get tired of doing the shows? Do you get tired of doing five shows a week? Do you ever feel like you're, quote, unquote, burnt out? Absolutely not. I'm as fired up today as I've ever been. We have got a ton to get into today, guys. First things first, let me wish you a very happy National Signing Day. Um, today is National Signing Day. For those who may have forgotten, who didn't know, I know it's something that kind of feels like it's been sort of swept under the rug this year. And I, and I know, listen, there might be some other shows or outlets or what have you that do a full, and normally we would, by the way, do a full National Signing Day preview and breakdown and predictions and this and that. Guys, I'm going to be very upfront and honest with you. Just like I said when the early signing period hit, this National Signing Day for me, unfortunately, just it just lacks that, that luster, that shine, if you will. And, and it's the fault of really no one. You know, South Carolina, obviously, in the midst of a coaching change, heck, you're still trying to find a running backs coach right now. You're still trying to finish out your staff if you're Shane Beamer. You have 11 commitments right now. You're ranked 93rd in the country overall and 14th in the SEC. There's not a lot. There's not a ton to preview going into National Signing Day. And again, you were put behind the eight ball. And again, I, I was planning on starting the show with basketball, but we'll start here with National Signing Day. You know, you were put behind the eight ball when Shane Beaver was brought in, what, mid-December. You only had a month and a half to recruit kids that other coaches have been recruiting for two, three, maybe even four years. So again, I'll tell you guys the same exact thing I told you about a month and a half or so ago. I expect Shane Beamer, and he's done this, by the way. Let's tip our cap to him. He's done this, by the way to attack the transfer portal and to attack the JUCO ranks. Again, right now, like I said, you have 11 commitments or 11 signees, if you will, all three-star guys and guys that could help you. And again, I broke those guys. I broke every single one of those players down on the early signing period show. Again, could some things fall into place today? Could there be some surprises, some guys that commit to South Carolina? Possibly. That may happen. But what I'm not going to sit here and do to you guys is sit here for 35, 40, 45 minutes and – give you some sort of fluff or some sort of false confidence or false hope that, oh, that five-star is leaning this way or that four-star is leaning this way. Guys, it, it's really just a crapshoot this year when it comes to recruiting and it comes to signing day and what Shane Beamer is doing, what he's building. Again, it's to the fault of no one, but it's just the realities when you change head coaches and you're trying to put together a staff and, and, and there's just all the turnover. So again, Happy National Signing Day. It is signing day. Shane Beamer is going to speak to the media today at 4 o'clock. So, again, we're going to have updates from Shane Beamer. And, again, I'm sure things are going to fall into place today in some capacity, but I did not feel 
it was necessary to do a full in-depth national signing day, quote unquote, preview, if you will. And again, I don't say this in a negative way by any means, but I just, I feel very similarly today about national signing day as I did when the early signing period, the early signing day hit, it just doesn't quite have that same excitement to it. You know, it doesn't have quite that same shine to it, if you will, which again, is not a bad thing. It just is what it is. So again, National Signing Day today. Shane Beamer will speak to the media at 4 o'clock. We should get a lot of updates from Coach Beamer. And I will say this, stay tuned to our social media today. Because, again, it is signing day. Weird things can happen. Kids can flip. Kids will sign. All that good stuff. Be sure to stay tuned to our social media for updates. But, uh, you know, again, should be interesting. Um, I, I, I think we all know this is a very weird you know, period right now for South Carolina football in the sense of, like I said, you're really just trying to get acclimated to Shane Beamer and his new staff and all that. And really, we can start to judge Shane Beamer on his and his staff, by the way, on their recruiting prowess and what they can do on the recruiting trail when we start talking about the 2022 class. But for this one, you know, we all know it's just about finding guys you can honestly like fill the roster up and get some quality depth. And again, you've done that through the transfer portal. That's mainly where you've done that. That's mainly where you will continue to do that. But just... uh you know, just wanted to go ahead and get out in front of that and just let you guys know again. We'll have full coverage of National Signing Day. I don't, I don't want you guys to think we're not going to, but uh, and we'll, I'll have a full recap on tomorrow's show. We will fully recap National Signing Day, anything crazy that may have come through. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we stand right now with National Signing Day, which means we are focusing on Gamecock basketball on today's show because, of course, guys, it is game day. South Carolina traveling to Florida to take on the Florida Gators in Gainesville at the O'Connell Center. A 6.30 tip-off on the SEC Network. Florida sitting right now as an 8.5-point favorite. Over-under set at 154.5. The Gators right now 10-4 and four overall, 6-3 and three in the SEC. Their head coach is Mike White. They average 78.1 points per game, giving up just 71 points per game. Florida, a really good offensive team, shooting 48% from the field. 38% from three-point range, and they're holding their opponents to 42% from the field and 34% from three-point range. Again, Florida, a really, really good basketball team coming over a very, coming off of, I should say, a very impressive win over the weekend against West Virginia and the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So again, this is a very, very solid Florida squad. You take a look at the top storylines here. I want to focus less on Florida and more on the South Carolina side of things. Because I said this before the Vandy game, and I'll say it yet again. Is it Jekyll or is it Hyde? Like, that has to be the top storyline in this game. Which South Carolina basketball team shows up? And again, I'll go ahead and get out in front of it and say this to you guys. Again, you're an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. You're on the road. Florida's a quality opponent. I'm not even sure it matters which version of this team shows up. It's going to be very difficult to get the win. But... Again, which version of this team shows up? Are we going to see a South Carolina team fight, scratch, and claw and battle Florida to the end? Because we've seen some classics in Gainesville, by the way. We've seen South Carolina play very, very well in the O-Dome. Or is it the other version of South Carolina basketball that's probably going to give up close to 100 points and get ran out of the gym? Which team shows up? Again, the only, incons- the only consistency with this team all season has been its inconsistency. Does that continue tonight? You know, do we start to see, for better or for worse, some trends develop with this team? Because, again, I think that's probably the most frustrating part for Gamecock fans, and I talked about that going in the Vandy game. It's just flat-out inconsistencies, like not knowing which team is going to show up. Because, again, 
I know that we pinned that on the COVID thing prior, but the further we get away from that, the less of an excuse that becomes. It's like, okay, guys, you're practicing every day now. You're playing games. You're in the rhythm. You're in the groove of the season. Like, there's no excuse now for being that inconsistent, for being so good one night and so bad the next. Is it Jekyll or is it Hyde? Which Gamecocks basketball team shows up tonight? My next big storyline, you know what? Some of you may not want to talk about it, and that's totally fine, but I am going to talk about it. COVID be damned. The question I have in my mind is, is Frank Martin's seat warming up? And how warm is it getting? Is Frank Martin's seat warming up? And if so, how warm is it getting? Uh, Again, we put out an article. uh, We published an article Tuesday morning. And, you know, one of my contributors, Josh Matthews, who does a really, really good job. He's a big basketball fan, a basketball guy in every sense of the word. He put out an article, or we put out an article, I should say, but he wrote the article talking about the top, you know, just two candidates off the top of his head to replace Frank Martin. And, of course, as you guys can imagine, social media had sort of the reaction you'd expect. Like I told you guys, for whatever reason, Gamecock fans, Gamecock Nation is very sensitive to Frank Martin. And, listen, I understand what he's been through this year. He's had COVID twice. I understand what his team's been through. But the article served, guys, as a hypothetical. Because here's where I fall on it. Because, again, people saw that and they're thinking, oh, my God, here we go. He's launching the fire Frank Martin train. And for those of you who have paid attention and have listened the last, basically this entire basketball season, you know that's not the case. I'm not there yet with that. But here's my take on it. We're moving a lot closer to that direction. We're much closer to the end of the Frank Martin era in Columbia than we are to the beginning. And there's no shame in Gamecock basketball fans acknowledging that fact, saying, hey, I support Frank Martin. I think he's a good coach. I don't want to see him fired this season during this COVID pandemic madness. But there's nothing wrong with thinking ahead and starting to starting to ponder the future of Gamecocks basketball. And I think that's the point that people missed in that piece, by the way, because I thought Josh did a really, really good job. And, you know, I wouldn't have ran it if I didn't think he did a good job. But, again, I understand. There's a lot of sensitive Gamecock fans out there when it comes to Frank Martin. You can't say one negative word about the guy without people losing their minds. But here's the reality. And I said this a couple weeks ago. The the more you continue to lose, COVID be damned again. The seat is going to get warmer and warmer and warmer. And listen, guys, I don't think Frank Martin is getting fired this year. Bottom line. I do not think, and I don't, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it'd be the right move to pull the trigger amidst this COVID madness with him having it twice. I think it'd be a lot different if Frank Martin himself didn't get it, but he did. And he had it twice. I think what's more realistic is. He comes back next year. They miss the tournament again, and both sides part ways. I don't think South Carolina will fire him. I think they will part ways. But even with that said, even if if he's untouchable, if you want to say he's untouchable, the overall temperature of the fan base, you're starting to see it shift, very similar to how you saw it shift with Will Muschamp around the end of year four, beginning of year five, where it's like with every single loss, there's, there's 5%, let's say, it's just incrementally increasing. There's 5% more moans and groans. There's 5% more fans complaining. There's 5% more of fans who are uneasy and have unrest. And so every game at this point 
is important for Frank Martin's job security, in my opinion. You can disagree with me if you like, but that's just my opinion. I don't think South Carolina will sit back and watch this forever. I just don't. I just don't. And I think if COVID wasn't a thing this year and they had missed the tournament, I think he'd have gotten fired. Or the two sides would have parted ways. Again, I don't know that South Carolina would ever fire Frank Martin. I think the two sides might have parted ways. But is Frank Martin's seat warming? And, you know, again, you go to if you go to Gainesville tonight and you lose, and you lose in a close competitive game, I don't think anybody's going to have anything bad to say. Not really. I mean, there, there's going to be, you know, every time you lose, there's going to be that group of fans. But the overall consensus is not going to be anything extreme. You go out there tonight and lose by 30 again or 20 or whatever. Go out there and get embarrassed and you're never in the game for 40 minutes. Those moans and groans are going to continue. And they're going to get louder and louder and louder and louder. So, another top storyline for me, again, just kind of coming back to that point. Can this, group, can this group of guys find any type of answers in Gainesville? For every question that's been presented, they have, they have failed miserably. There have been no answers this year for South Carolina. I don't know that this team really knows who it is or what it's doing. Where is this team mentally? Can you find any answers? Can, can you get some of your stars going? Can, can you find leaders? Who are the leaders on the basketball team? Can you find answers in this game tonight? Again, you don't even have to do it in a victory. Because, hey, you're an eight-and-a-half-point eight underdog. Nobody's going to be picking you to win. And you're on the road. But can you, can you draw some sort of positive out of this game? Because, again, you're coming off that embarrassing loss to Vandy. Flat-out embarrassing. You need a rebound type of performance. You know, everybody's down on you right now. Everybody's down and out on you right now. Can this group band together and find answers? And just in some capacity. Find something positive to cling to some sort of positive momentum to hang their hat on. Because, again, you got a big one this Saturday yet again against Mississippi State, and that one's at home. Again, salvaging this season in regards to getting to the tournament, that's out of the question. Let, let's, let's just completely out of the question. But can you find answers to just make this season, like, salvageable in the sense of, like, you're going 500 in the league? It's like it's it doesn't just totally come off the rails. Again, Florida's a tough team to figure it out against, but that's sort of the position you've put yourself in if you're the Gamecocks. Another big storyline and something definitely to watch for, Trey Hannibal's health. Frank Martin saying on Tuesday afternoon that Trey was moving around, should be good to go. But again, he's a guy that needs to help this team. I think he's a guy that needs to play more. We all know the struggles of 23. We all do. We've all seen it. We've all witnessed it. Maybe a guy like Trey Hannibal needs more of a look. You know, maybe he does. Maybe he needs more minutes. Heck, he was your one spark against Vandy. What is his health like? Is he able to go at all? And if he does go, can he go at 100%? We all know what Trey Hannibal's capable of. We all know the energy, the spark that he brings. And again, I just think that's something right now this team as a whole needs. This team needs a spark. This program. <laughs> This program needs a spark. But certainly, this basketball team, they need that spark. Can Trey Hannibal be that guy? Can he play tonight for one? 
and be that, that dude either in the starting lineup or most likely off the bench, that can make some special things happen for you. And then my final storyline in this game, it's got to go back to defense. Well, what's the defensive game plan against Florida? Again, this is a Florida team shooting 48% from the field and 38% from three-point range. They got some guys that can shoot it, guys. This ain't Vandy. Their top scorers are scoring 16 a game, 14.3, 13.4, 11.3, 10.6, and 10.5. They have two, four, six guys in double digits. Vanderbilt had two, and you gave up, what, 90-something to them? 93? <laughs> Whatever you did didn't work. And again, it kind of comes back to the Jekyll or Hyde thing. Like, which team is it? You know, we saw South Carolina get embarrassed against Auburn defensively, lock down Georgia, and then get embarrassed against Vandy. You'd given up 52 points, I think it was, or 57 or something at half. I mean, if you're not careful, if you bring that type of effort again, Florida could easily score 100 on you. Heck, everybody's scoring over their, their team average against South Carolina. What is the defensive game plan? How are you going to attack this Gators team? They're big on the interior. They got guys on the outside they can shoot. They got guys that can create their own shot. This is a good team. What's the game plan? Will we see more man, more zone? I, I don't really know. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer for what the plan of attack should be or will be. But, again, this is supposed to be a Frank Martin basketball team. Bottom line. Hangs its hat on defense. Prides itself. Which Salcon has done this in the Frank Martin tenure. Prides itself on teams not looking forward to playing them. Because of the toughness, the tenacity, the up-in-your-grill type attitude that Frank Martin's teams have had. And you're just not seeing that this year. So, what is the defensive game plan against the Florida Gators? How can you stop them? All right, guys, let's move into Florida players to watch for. We're going to start on the outside. Trey Mann, the point guard, 14.3 points per game. He also leads their team in assists. You look at Mann, uh, six foot five, 190 guard, out of Gainesville, actually. Out of Gainesville, a sophomore, really, really good player for Florida. Um, you take a look at his latest stats against West Virginia, played 23 minutes for them. Um, had nine points in that one, but again, in conference plays at 15, 24, 12, 14, 17. A really consistent player. And again, which guard for South Carolina will lock him down? Also, on the interior, I talked about their big. How about this? Colin Castleton is six foot 11, six foot 11, and averages 5.5 rebounds per game, which leads their team. Again, I, I don't think that's a surprise. At all. I, I don't think that's a surprise at all to see Colin Castleton again as big big as he is. Six foot eleven, two hundred and thirty-one pound junior out of Deland, Florida. And then finally another guy to watch for, Noah Lockie. Uh, another guard, six three, two oh three junior out of Baltimore, Maryland. He is shooting forty-two percent from three-point range and has shot the most three-pointers on their team. You gotta account for him on the outside. So again, the three guys, Trey Mann, Colin Castleton, and Noah Lockie, the big three to watch. The guy I didn't mention, by the way, Keontae Johnson. You guys might remember he had the COVID issue and had the heart issue and stuff like that. He is still leading their team in scoring at 16 points per game. But again, prayers up to him, obviously. I, you know, we all know he's dealt with some real uh some real medical issues, which is unfortunate because he's a great player. But uh a lot of good players, a lot of good, long, talented players on this Florida basketball team. Let's move guys into the keys of the game. And I just mentioned Castleton. 
And again, you know Alonzo Frank is out. Outside of that, you should have your full roster. My first key to the game, guys, it revolves around that and the battle down low. You've got to find a way to win offensive boards. You, you need to get yourself second chance points. Because again, you're not shooting at a good enough clip right now, really, to, to get beat down low. Um, Castleton, again, I know he's a very big guy, six foot 11, whatever. You got some big guys too. Wildens Levesque, Jalen McCreary. You got to be able to get an opportunity to get those second chance points. We've seen South Carolina killed with that this season, giving up the second chance points. You need to take advantage of it on your own. Win the offensive boards, my first key to the game, my second key to the game. And it comes back again to the defensive side. For me, if you're South Carolina, force the issue. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? What do you have to lose? Try to force Florida into mistakes. Force them into a bad shooting night. Force them to take shots that are uncomfortable. Being passive and playing back and play, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. I, I just, I don't think that's the plan of attack. Again, I don't know exactly what the plan of attack is to stop this Florida offense, but I think being passive is not it. I, I think we need to see a Gamecocks basketball team that forces the issue that uh, is aggressive, you know, gets up in the face of the Florida Gator shooters. And who knows? Maybe you force a couple turnovers here and there. Maybe you can get on a run. You know, we haven't seen South Carolina really go, you know, Frank Martin talked about this after the Vandy game. Basketball is a game of runs. We just haven't really seen South Carolina do that and capitalize and take advantage of that for whatever reason. So, again, force the issue. Find a way to get the ball off of Florida. Make them make mistakes. Roll the dice and just see what happens. And then finally, guys, my final key to the game, you know, we've talked all season about the South Carolina guards. Manaya, Kusnard, Lawson. Those are the big three guys. And we, you know, it's no secret. They're all three probably going to have to have big nights tonight for South Carolina to get a win, to get the upset win. My final key to the game, you got to own three-point range, offensively, defensively, everything. You need to get a guy like Lawson hot. Kustar needs to get hot. Manaya needs to have a solid night. And the defensively, you got to lock down these Florida guards. Again, like I said, Noah Locke shooting 42% from three has shot the most three-pointers on the team. Hey, second most, Trey Mann, the other guard, and he's shooting 42%. He's shot 59 threes. Florida can shoot the three ball. Again, shooting at a 38% clip. They can shoot the three ball. You've got, you feel like you've got some good defensive guards. And you feel like we've seen them. We've seen Lawson, Coos, and Manaya all in, in separate instances go off and have big nights. You need those guys to play their best basketball. They're your best players. I mean, bottom line, you know, this team never will and never was going to accomplish anything if its best players don't play good. I mean, just bottom line, it's, it's a no brainer thing. You got to own three point range, you got to win on the outside. So, again, my keys to the game, offensive boards, force the issue, and own three-point range. Which brings us to my prediction. South Carolina, Florida tonight in Gainesville at the O-Dome. Can the Gamecocks find a way, (laughs) as inconsistent as they've been, can they find a way to get back to the way they played in games against Texas A&M and Georgia and not, the rest of the SEC slate. And I'll be honest, guys, my simple answer is no. I I don't think they do. You know, again, I I picked South Carolina to beat Vanderbilt. 
I really thought there was no way the Gamecocks would lose that game to a winless Vandy team. And again, it's like every time you think that you maybe have this Gamecocks basketball team figured out, they do something crazy, and, and we're all just left scratching our heads and wondering what in the world just happened. And I know a lot of people have said, and, and there's, you know, you might be right. This team is so inconsistent, and South Carolina has actually historically played pretty well in Gainesville. And with this team's inconsistencies, it wouldn't surprise anybody if they came out and won this game tonight and took Florida to the wire and beat them. While I think that is a fun topic of conversation and something fun to entertain, if you will, that's not what's going to happen. The South Carolina basketball team is just not very good. I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? I I don't know what else to say. And even at the best that it's probably been this season, Florida's damn good too. Florida's a damn good basketball team. They've got weapons. They've got big-time players all over the floor. And listen, you you look back. The Texas A&M game was a great win. It was a good win. It was a good win. At home, you blew them out. Outside of that, your only other SEC win was against, and guys, I'm going to say it, a terrible Georgia team, a miserably bad Georgia team that had a miserably bad night. I'm not trying to take anything away from South Carolina, but that is the fact. Georgia sucks. They're terrible. That's your only other win. So is South Carolina the team we saw against A&M and Georgia? Or are they the team we saw just lose to Vanderbilt and lose by 30 to Auburn and get and look really pitiful at Mizzou and lose to LSU? I don't think South Carolina is as bad as they looked on Saturday against Vandy, but I don't think they're as good as they looked in either the A&M or Georgia games. I think they're somewhere in the middle. But somewhere in the middle is not getting the job done tonight. Again, I, I, I just there's nothing that tells me that defensively South Carolina will be there, be in the game. What is the psyche of this team? What is the mentality of this team? What is the – I mean, how can this team have any confidence left? You just went on the road and lost to a defeated Vandy team. They were the last place team in the league, guys. Again, you can keep coming back to me with COVID. You can keep saying COVID this and no practice that. Guys, we're getting farther and farther away from the COVID stuff. At some point, this team just is who it is this season. And right now, the team that this is is just not a very good basketball team. They're inconsistent as hell shooting. They're terrible defensively, which is shocking. You add those two things together, that's a recipe for disaster. Just damn near every time you take the floor. Are they painfully inconsistent and maybe could run into some good fortune against floor? Sure, maybe. But... Hope is not a strategy, and maybe is not a strategy. And for that reason, I'm taking Florida to get the win. And I, I think they're in control the entire game. I, I don't think – I think probably at times it's very ugly. I think at times it is very, very ugly. And, and I've got Florida getting the win. I've got the Gators 91, South Carolina 78. Again, everybody that plays South Carolina seems to score over their average. It just seems like everybody. And again, Florida is averaging, what, 78 points per game is what I said. Them getting to 91 feels about right. 
<laughs> them getting the 91 just feels about right, in my opinion. So, again, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. Hopefully, it seems like every time I pick something in a South Carolina game, the opposite happens. I, I, I went against my better judgment, I guess, when I picked South Carolina to beat Vandy. I, I, I don't know. Blame me. Blame I am the ultimate jinx, I guess. Just blame me. Um, you know, I just really thought, I'm like, man, no matter what, even if I pick South Carolina, Vandy's that bad. We're going to win. And sure enough, we get blasted. So maybe tonight will be a different story, and I'll be wrong again for the right reasons, though, for, for all positive reasons. But I don't see it happening. Again, just a combination of really, really inconsistent shooting, uh, sloppy with the basketball, turning it over, and then you, you just can't play defense. And that is a very bad recipe. Going on the road to take on a very talented Florida team. That's a bad recipe no matter how you spin it. So, again, I got Florida 91, South Carolina 78. So, that's going to wrap it up for the basketball side of things, guys. Game day yet again, uh, tip-off at 6.30. We'll have the pregame show, the Daily Curve pregame show, 5.30 to 6 on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'll take all your questions, comments, everything else as we count down before the Gamecocks take on the Gators uh, tonight. All right, let's move into some news and notes really, really quickly, and we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, first things first, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I talked about National Signing Day, but Shane Beamer still working to put his staff together. Marquise Hagens from Virginia has emerged as the lead candidate for the running back coach's role per football scoop. Uh, Hagens has been coaching wide receivers, I believe, at UVA. I think he played at UVA, but he has apparently emerged as the lead candidate to be the Gamecocks next running backs coach now what does that mean it does not mean he's going to get the job because apparently Maryland is also going after him so I'm sure this is something that'll evolve we'll see happen over the next few days you know South Carolina was obviously pursuing the Florida A&M coach and that didn't happen so what will happen over the next couple of days maybe maybe by the time you hear my voice it, it might have come out but uh, Hagen's it looks like is the lead candidate for the running back coach's role again the, the, the coaching search saga, guys, it just refuses to leave us alone. Another staff news, uh, really great news that came out on Tuesday afternoon. Connor Shaw named director of football relations. Um, we all knew Connor was sticking around the staff or sticking around Columbia, sticking around the program. But for him to have the official title now, and the biggest thing I saw is this that I loved. Again, he's going to help out in recruiting and NCAA stuff, but the former player relations. I mean, there's just nobody better you could have picked. Nobody better that you could have picked. That is, is, is there anyone who is more universally loved by Gamecock former players, by Gamecock fans, by Gamecock administration than Connor Shaw is? And rightfully so. Dude's the GOAT. Dude's a legend. Um, again, he's named director of football relations, which I think is a great role for him. And then Shane Beamer did make it official on Tuesday afternoon. Taylor Edwards, director of player personnel, and Drew Hickson, assistant director of player personnel. Again, guys, quick reminder, I talked about the National Signing Day stuff earlier. Beamer will speak at 4 o'clock Eastern today. So, again, I'm sure he'll address everything I just told you guys along with the National Signing Day stuff. Last thing really quickly, uh, want to give a shout-out, women's basketball. The latest coaches poll came out. They are ranked number one in the country. Dawn Staley and her squad taking their rightful place atop the rankings yet again. Um, and I think it was Monday night. Was it uh, – who was the number one team in the country? I forget, but they lost. I think it was Stanford maybe. Maybe it was NC State, whatever. But they lost. So South Carolina plays Auburn Thursday. 
tomorrow, which we assume should be a win. And then the game at UConn will be Monday night. And assuming South Carolina beats Auburn, which they're going to, let's just call it what it is, they're going to, South Carolina should reclaim their number one ranking in the AP poll and be the number one ranked team in the country yet again when they take on the Huskies. And, and of course, when South Carolina and UConn play, I know I don't think UConn is quite as good as they've been in the past, but when South Carolina takes on UConn, that's a personal game. I mean, <laughs> that one's personal for Gamecocks women's basketball. So, again, congratulations to Dawn Staley, that crew, number one in the country in the coaches' poll, very, very well-deserved for her and her squad. So, again, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me. Again, and happy National Signing Day. Happy game day. Let, let's see. Let's see what can happen. Roll the dice, see what happens. You never know. That's why they play the games. But, again, guys, quick reminder, pregame show tonight where the Gamecocks take on the Gators 5.30 to 6 on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in here on a Wednesday. Go Cox, beat Florida, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.